Alright, welcome everyone to another episode of the Rob the Genius Podcast. Alright, so this week uh, I'm going to go long on some stuff that was mentioned in the State of the Union address. And talk a little baseball and a little wacky marriage talk. And got a few words about the old Ukraine situation towards the end um, before I get out of here. So, uh, last week I finished the episode on time. This week I am, actually I am on time because... As I'm finishing things up here, it is 6.45 Friday morning, and I usually try to get this stuff out by like 8.30, so I will be on time. A little late finishing, or recording a bunch of stuff, but you know. But look, um... Sticking to the schedule. We're trying. We're trying. We are really trying. Or I'm really trying. There's no we over here. I'm the entire staff of the show. <laughs> but anyway. Man, it's that part of the year where, like, football's finished. Um, basketball. We're kind of playing out the string to get to the playoffs. Well, not yet, but almost. And we're kind of waiting for the NCAA tournament to start. So if you're a sports fan, yeah, we're... Kind of slowing down here for a couple of weeks. Now, if you're a wrestling fan like me, it don't slow down because we're in WrestleMania season. So, no slowing down here. In fact, this is when business picks up. And um, if if you're interested in this kind of thing, um, you know Vince McMahon, the chairman of the WWE, was on the Pat McAfee show. Thursday, and it was a very fascinating interview. Um, and I guess Vince McMahon is one of those, you know, he's absolutely one of those, you know, you know, billionaire business owner type of dudes. Um, so I'm not gonna put a cape on for him here in any form or fashion, but I mean, it was a very fascinating interview. And listening to him answer questions, you can understand why so many of the people who have worked for him kind of ride for him the way that they do. And I'll leave it there. So even if you're not a wrestling fan, it's just, I mean, it's, it was just a fascinating interview. And, <clears throat> you know, one thing I, you know, that I, I really 100% agree with, he was being asked about, you know, listening to the fans. And he specifically mentioned that there's a portion of the internet audience is very biased and, um, mean or something like that and yes and it's good not to and he said you don't listen to them and it's good not to listen to them because those people are stupid that last part with me all right but but it, it's it's true with wrestling it's true with movies it's true with video games it's true with comic books it's true with sports all of this stuff that's been kind of put out there as content for us to watch or read or listen to or play or whatever there are you know on the internet, there is a section of fandom on the internet that is just the worst kind of people. And they should not be listened to because they don't know what they want. They're, you know, they're inconsistent with all their takes and points and all that stuff. And it's, you know, yeah. Yeah. Not worth it. Because like, cause you can completely pander to those people and they'll still be complaining. 
And half the time they don't pay attention to what, what they're watching or reading or whatever anyway. It's not. So, screw them. You know. But anyhow. After that, we got some stuff to get into here. We're going to do that. And no better time than present. So let's get going. Got some State of the Union stuff here to talk about. Alrighty, so uh, this week was the State of the Union Address. I did not watch it. <laughs> I was too busy watching the wrestling. Um, but, um, you know, I did, however. I was following along on Twitter to something. And uh, the two things that stuck out the most, I got to remember them now. Okay, one of them, he, you know, uh, President Biden said we need to fund the police. Right, I, I think they got a big applause line, or, you know, and, um, yeah, now here's the thing with that, okay, it's a very, it's a kind of complicated thing, right, one, okay, the, the slogan, defund the police, is not popular, okay, wait, if, if okay, it's not. That, there's no way of getting around that. So, even if you want to, if from a policy standpoint, do the things that, you know, would be would be defunding the police, you can't call it that. Alright? Because unfortunately, there are people who think that defund the police means that we won't have any police. And that people would just be, you know, running around wild, wild west committing crimes. Um, yeah. But there are people who believe that. And and a lot of those people vote. So, no, you cannot run on the slogan, defund the police. And look, we're talking about decades of basically right-wing messaging that... It's just, you know what? It works. Okay? And, like, no, you're not going to get, like, 70% of the country to vote against you for, you know, saying defund the police. But you can just siphon off just enough voters to flip an election. It stinks. Um... And the other thing is, look, look, Biden is, well, he's an old white man, right? And older folks, older white folks in particular, but even some older black people do, and have a different picture of the police than a lot of younger people do. All right, now, a lot of older people see the police as generally good, but with some bad apples that need to be, you know, curtailed or, you know, whatever. Alright. A lot of younger people see it, you know, you go by the, you know, the, the was it, a cab, all cops are bad, right? Now me, being neither a senior citizen or a younger person, of course I'm kind of in the middle. Um, <coughs> and 
like a lot of institutions in this country and other countries, um, you know, it's a matter of execution and not policy, although some policies are born out of, you know, stupidity or whatever. But it's just that it's like, okay, one, we're not getting rid of the police. All right. Those of y'all who, you know, believe that we should do that, y'all need to just, sorry, reality check. All right. That's not going to happen. The police as an institution are often put to bad use. Okay. And not on any type of consistent basis and not that you want them to be consistently bad but I mean there's the reality that different neighborhoods get policed differently regardless of whatever the crime situation is alright the the police act different in different places they act different towards different people alright there's no reason why those who are more polite and not you know out here playing you know dirty hairy like there's no reason why you know the, the ones who quote unquote do it the right way there's no reason why they can't do that everywhere okay like no you don't need Frank Castle on the police force anywhere in this country and for those of y'all don't know Frank Castle is also known as the Punisher in Marvel Comics, he's like vigilante, so he's not like Batman. Punisher goes around and he kills people. Alright. And you do not need the police force anywhere to be riding around like Frank Castle. Alright. Or Dexter. Alright. You can have the police be respectful and polite and do things the quote unquote right way everywhere alright and you know in way too many you know counties municipal districts you know mid-sized towns cities whatever the police are a de facto kind of government collection agency which means basically that they you know they they write a bunch of tickets because the city or the county or whatever is committed to raising money through citations and not taxes, basically. So in some places, like in you know Ferguson, the police are de facto kind of shakedown organization, right? I mean, because I mean they were in that report that the Justice Department came, you know, put out about Ferguson Police Department. I mean they were out here just running up on people everywhere you know cooking up some quote unquote violation and then charging them you know fine and of course if you didn't pay the fine you went to jail (coughs) and if you go to jail long enough you miss work and you lose your job which means now you definitely don't have money to pay fine which means you gotta stay in jail okay that's a problem but there are a lot of little counties and municipalities that operate that way you know because quite frankly they don't want to raise taxes 
they don't want to use taxes to raise money for things in the county or the city because a lot of people are just anti-tax as a religion, basically. So the police are out there being the de facto tax man, right? So those are the things, and you know, so those are just things that are just inherently corrupt at the core of you know a large chunk of law enforcement in this country, and. Can that stuff be redeemed uh, or reformed? I mean, some places have have tried and succeeded, and we got to continue to keep pushing for other places to try and succeed with different methods. And we have to keep, you know, we have to educate each other on things like taxation and why you need taxes and why it is ultimately better to raise revenue through taxes than through tickets. All right. But until we get there, defund the police as a slogan is not going to work. So <clears throat> you have a situation here where a lot of Democratic politicians believe from 2020 that they lost some very close elections in some places or winnable elections in some con- congressional districts that they, they believe that they lost them because of things like defund the police I could not I have no idea if that's true it's one of those things it sounds like it makes sense and so it is very easy to get hooked up in the old confirmation bias and believe that that's what cost you the, that election or that seat now from it seems honestly like in at least some cases there are some districts where they, you know, where they wanted Trump out of there because, you know, he was that bad, but they normally vote Republican, so they, they kept voting for the same people for other offices, and there are also places where, you know, unfortunately, you know, I said, yeah, you know, people believe that Congress, you know, is there to be a check on the president and not to pass legislation. And there are people who will, you know, vote for, might vote for a Democratic president, but then they feel like, well, we need, well, we need a Republican Congress and they can work together, be bipartisan. Even, you know, in reality, no, I mean, Republican Congresses now exist to obstruct and impeach Democratic presidents. All right. You're not going to get any compromise out of there. But there are people who believe in that. And I'm rambling and going on and on here. Basically, look, defund the police as a slogan is believed to... Well, if you do polling on it, it's definitely not popular. Um, now, the, the concepts of police reform, different things, poll a lot better... But, I mean, that's like healthcare, right? If, I mean, if you poll people on the individual elements of the Affordable Care Act, you, you know, that stuff's pretty popular. But when you poll people on Obamacare, not so much. And look, I mean, it's going to take a... 
It took a really special politician. You know, somebody who can who can who can jump up and support, you know, the concepts of defunding the police and who can speak about it strongly and articulately and can basically, you know, effectively tell the, the right wing folks that they're full of shit. And it's just, yeah, we don't get those magic politicians. They don't come along very often, right? And to be honest, a lot of those, those magic politicians, even they have to equivocate and, you know, lie on some things to get through the election. You know, I mean, look, Barack Obama and many people in the Democratic Party you know, straight up lied about how they felt about gay marriage and right? did it for years because gay marriage wasn't polling too well at one point. And it was believed to be a, a losable issue in, in close districts and whatnot. So a lot of Democrats, you know, straight up said, hey, well, not for gay marriage, but I'm for civil unions. And when in reality, they didn't give a damn, right? They thought, you know, gay marriage was fine. And, you know, they very just kind of cynically played that game. And then in 2012, um, things got enough to a point where they were able to just say, oh, screw it. Yeah, yeah we're for it. Right? And they, and like they, you know, they kind of got their act together and spoke about it forcefully and loud and proud and, you know, in such a way that, it, you know, you couldn't publicly really refute it, what they were saying. So, I mean, Obama, you know, was able to do that on gay marriage. He, you know, he, but even he had to buy his time and even he, he had to... Lie <laughs> for a while. No, look, I don't think Joe Biden is lying. <clears throat> okay, Joe Biden comes from a generation that, like I said, they inherently believe the they believe that police are inherently good, and they have a few bad apples. So no, he is not the guy who is going to deliver on that. <clears throat> but you need basically. Someone who can follow the same model that Obama did on gay marriage, which is believe in the concepts, lie about it <laughs> to win the election. And then it's a matter of being in office at a time where the tide is shifting just enough on the issue where you can now reveal your true beliefs, <laughs> you know, say that you evolved, and then, you know, push forward strongly as part of your new evolved beliefs. <clears throat> and I think, I think that's the only way it's going to work. And it worked for gay marriage because, like I said, the tide turned, and eventually. Look, there are people like me who I was never opposed, but 
look, I never even knew it was much of an issue, right? I mean, it was just a thing that I really did not think about. Then it became a political issue, and I sat down and had to think about it. And I thought about it, I was like, well, what's the problem? Right? I mean, what was really the problem? So, you know, when the push was finally made to, you know, support it, I had no problem with it. And I went along with it. And so you need, you need a politician who can take advantage of the tide if it shifts and can be in place, you know, to capitalize on it. <coughs> and we're not at that point in time right now. So just keep pushing, keep pushing them, keep pushing these folks and keep pushing your contemporaries to get a better idea of what this stuff is all about. And look, um, the other thing he, he was talking about, you know, that I'm kind of like, okay, dude, whatever, uh, was about, you know, uh, people coming back to the office and, you know, downtown's being filled up again, people and all that stuff. And look, that's another one of those things, you know, he's an old guy and, you know, um, like one of the divides on the whole pandemic working at home thing was just there people from a generation who what they know is going into the office right you know you leave home you go you drive or you take the bus or the train or whatever and you go to the office to work do your job and you know look i mean i did that for a while and and i mean covid changed everything and you know what Here's the deal. All right. There's some people at the job who I really like. And is it cool? Was it cool to be at the office? Like with them? Oh, yeah. But commuting is not cool at all. Never has been. Commuting has always been terrible. And there are some people at the office who, you know what? I'm glad I don't have to see right now. So, and then, you know, there's the fact that, you know what, if if you work, if you, you know, if you're doing any type of, you know, like I work on a computer all day. I type stuff on a computer, right? We don't, we used to print out reports. We don't print out reports anymore. We don't need to. And, <sighs> like, the, the there isn't, there's nothing we do that requires you to be there anymore. Like the last thing we had to do was sign papers. And now you can e-sign paper documents. So you don't even need to be there for that. And sorry, you don't. So, I mean, the only reason to go in there now is just to see your coworkers. And like I said, there's some of the folks I love to see. Some of the folks I'm some there are some people there that I am glad I haven't seen in what over two years, and I have not missed them a bit. 
Yeah, I do not <laughs> anticipate. Or I, I'm not looking forward to seeing them in the future. I don't care. Because I, I don't like them. All right, those people. And you know what? Some of them may not like me either. And that's perfectly fine. All right, but no, we don't need to be there. And I mean, the idea of commuting again, I mean, no, just no, I, 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 no, why? I, no, okay, I don't need to sit in the meeting room with people to have meetings, um, Zoom meetings are fine. And, like, and no, I get that that sucks for people who own businesses, like restaurants and such in the downtown area because they lived off of people, you know, going into the city to work and to go to lunch and things like that. So I get it. But that ain't going to sell me on going back to the office. Damn, she ain't going to sell me on commuting. So it's just, I don't know. We got to come up with something new. As for, you know, if, if, you know, people who run those businesses that were dependent on people going downtown to work for work, I don't know. I mean, or it's got to be, or you got to find some way to make it less of an inconvenience. Or, Right, I mean, coming in maybe for a day is fine, right? But if you don't need to be there physically on the premises, you know, expecting somebody to come in there five days out of the week, man, forget it. And look, a lot of companies, you know, they switch to remote work permanently. And it's it's a perk now, or not, well, yeah. Or, well, it, it's becoming standard procedure because, I mean... And, because why? Why do you need somebody to be there? Why do you need me sitting there in front of you in an office, in a, a meeting room? You don't. And look, that's just one way the world is changing. And you know what? And so when President Biden says stuff like that, you know, I just kind of, you know, say, okay, dude, whatever. You know, I mean, just is what it is. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get all up in arms with him about it but it's one of those things where it's like okay dude you're you're, you're an old guy or you're an older guy because I guess I can call me an old guy now but I mean it's just one of those things of a, from a different era and of course that different era was what two years ago right well no actually more than two years ago it was like ten years ago because we started switching over to remote work ten about ten twelve years ago and for a long time it has always been held out as like this reward right like, oh, if you're a good boy, you get to work at home. And let me tell you, okay, I, I am not one bit more or less efficient working at home than I was at the office, okay? Do, are there pe do people waste time at home? Of course they do. But guess what? They waste time at the office. Okay, people spend 15 minutes, 20 minutes at the water cooler talking. All right, or... You know, and all that kind of stuff. Alright? I mean, now, look, we have to... Well, I think we should revisit the whole... 
you know, 40 hour work week because that's a thing we don't really need to do. Right. But the only thing about that is, is you know, if you, if you haven't read up on the labor movement and all that stuff, you, you know, 40 hour work week came about as basically it was something the labor movement had to fight for. Right. It wasn't something that people did. Go, oh, it makes sense. No, because they used to have you up in the up in the factory or whatever. Six, seven days a week, 12 hour shifts. Right. Because they could. So the 40 hour work week was something that was fought for basically to just to, to put a stop to that. Right. I mean. So that's why we got the 40 hour work. But the thing is, the nature of work has changed where you. You. Just don't. Well, you never needed to be there 40 hours any, either, but it was just. It was 40 hours or, you know. 12 hours a day for seven days a week or six days a week. So they fought for the 40 hours and they got it. But now, again, if you, it, it, now's the time where you know what? Um, we need to focus. The thing is, the focus needs to be just on getting the tasks completed that you have to complete, right? And I mean, if you work in an office and you're on the computer and you know making doing reports and things of that nature. I mean, look, sometimes you're going nonstop for days. Sometimes you're not. And those times when you're not, you really don't need to be there for eight hours. Just because. You really don't need to be there five days. Just because. Right? It'd be a lot easier if you know what I mean, and whatever you do for a living, right? If if you if you work anywhere where, you know, the workload or I, I say or the time and energy you have to put into the workload kind of ebbs and flows, everyone would be much better off if you know when the ebb came that you just didn't have to be there or be there as much. That's a waste of time. But anyhow, that's me talking about work. <laughs> Sorry, Joe, or sorry, Mr. President, um, got to, you know, kind of split ways with you there. But I do understand why you think why you, the way you do. I just don't think that way myself. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay. Um, some brief dating talk here. <laughs> well, I, no, I should say this is not dating talk. This is like wacky marriage talk. Good grief. Um, all right. So this is a story off of the internet, which means, well, might be true. Might not be. Never know. But there's a video of this woman explaining that, okay, her husband does not meet all her needs. So she convinced them she needed a married boyfriend to save their marriage. Her married boyfriend doesn't help financially, but he provides bedroom support. <laughs> like, that's the big, long like, headline or caption to this thing. Um, um, yeah. Look, okay, I know that, um, 
2022, people have different ideas and whatnot about how marriages can go, marriages, how marriages can work. And, well, actually, I shouldn't say that they have these new ideas in 2022. People have always had wacky, crazy ideas, right? Or ideas that were outside of what was considered the norm. It's just now people are just, they aren't as afraid to talk about it. <laughs> and let me tell you, um, I am enough of a prude or old-fashioned or whatever that... You are not going to ever get me to go along with that kind of thing. Like, I wouldn't even want to be like the dude on, like, you know, the the the, the dude is doing the, 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 I don't know, side action, supplemental action, whatever you want to call it. Like, I wouldn't even want to be that dude. All right, um. Because that's just... Weird. Um, for me, I mean, I just, I don't know. Because I can't help but think about, okay, well, I wouldn't want to be like the, the husband who's, you know, got a, who agreed to that, right? Have some other married dude, you know, putting it to your, your wife you know because you're not meeting her needs which translation means that you you, ain't, you know you ain't hitting it right by her taste um yeah yeah sorry not here for that not in 2022 not in you know any previous year and probably not in 2042 either <laughs> okay I mean uh, yeah yeah look and look, look some of y'all may be cool with it and you know my, my, my reaction is to, to tell that dude like, have some pride brother okay please um, if you ain't, look, 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 I mean, I mean, damn. Yeah. At the very least, at the very least. Don't be out here talking about it on the internet. Why? Why you need to share that? I mean, what, what? What did you get out of sharing that? Well, you want to encourage some other people to try it? <laughs> if they think of the same thing? Man, I guess. Yeah. Look, look, that's... Look, like, a lot of this modern-day stuff, it, you know, like, you know, the crypto and NFTs and all this stuff, I, I, you know, yeah, not for me, not for me, I'm, I'm officially an old guy when it comes to this kind of stuff, right, I'm not here for it, sorry, nope, <laughs>
<laughs> no, 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 no. Y'all got it. <laughs> no, y'all really do. Because I sure as hell don't. Not on that. Anyway. <laughs> ah, let's keep it moving, shall we?
Alright, well, look, I think that's going to be a wrap for this week. Um, and, well, the Ukraine stuff is still going on. And, you know, if you're the praying type of individual, I would say put in a few for the uh, people there. Um, there are people, like, literally fighting for their homes and their country and all that stuff. Um, and also that, you know, that this doesn't escalate any further. I mean, there are people who are talking about sending in, you know, well, we need to do such and such, right? And I understand, um, Well, these folks don't know what the hell they're talking about. You know, uh, there was some discussion about doing a no-fly zone. And, like, a no-fly zone is basically an act of war, okay? Um, because you're literally, like, shooting people down, okay? Um, no-fly zone doesn't, like you, don't, like, you don't just, like, draw, like, a line and say, okay, no-fly zone, don't go in there, guys. Right, I mean, and look, I I am not a general or anything like that, um, or any type of military strategist. I could not tell you the best way for the rest of the world to, you know, get Putin out of there without turning it into a full-scale war. I have no idea. Um, I'm sure at some point we'll find out that you know, if if the Ukrainian people do successfully, you know, repel the Russians. I'm sure we'll find out at some point that, you know, through some proxy or whatever, we were sending them stuff. And in fact, I think we already did, right? That whole thing a few weeks ago when I was talking about, you know, lethal aid. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it was, right? You know, they, they, you know, our folks through some, you know, proxy or whatever, you know, drop, dropped a bunch of guns off in Ukraine. Because obviously, we knew something was about to go to him. But anyway, um, yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of respect for the people there who are fighting. Because right? over here, you know, people talk about wearing a mask in a store like tyranny. Or, you know, stop it. Just stop it. But anyway, all right, let's, let's, let's call it for the week. Um, 2022 is marching along just like 2021 did very quickly. <laughs> Party in the march. But anyway, um, look, guys. You know, um, I'll advise you, you know, like I do, like, like I advise you almost every week. COVID ain't over. Party's not over. Um, you know, act accordingly. Like, I'm, I'm going to see the Batman this weekend, and I'm wearing a mask in the movie theater, and I do not care if anyone looks at me funny. Yeah, but anyhow, all right, um, listen, guys, it's, it's been fun. Again, um, I will make another promise to, to finish the musical episode <laughs> at some point in 2022. All right, but anyway, um, you know, guys, um, 
just as always, you know, take care of yourselves and take care of each other out there. And God bless you guys and talk to you next week.